Well, if you're thankful that the good Lord is with us, no matter what we go through, let's let him know this morning. If you have your Bible, you can go ahead and join me in Acts chapter 2 as we pick up where we left off last week. And I don't think I even have to ask, is the struggle real this morning? Because I think we would all agree by raising our hand, the struggle's real, right? And we asked last week, you know, why is it and who is it that we go to when we go through struggle, when we go through the stresses of life and, and, and things that we don't understand? Well, we see that the key is doing life together in community. Somebody say together. As we ended last week, I need you, you need me, we need each other. Doing life together is essential. And uh, last week we looked at why we need to do life together. As the Lord laid his example out for us, we're so much better together. We're so much more likely to pursue and experience God's best when we do it in community. But listen, this morning we want to look at not just why, but now look at what doing life together in community looks like. You know, this past March and April, Many of you know that my family was shaken when I was faced with uh, the reality of cancer. And for those of you who are going through a crisis and a struggle right now, this struggle is real going through that. And I remember it's only been, it seems like years, it's literally been like four months. And uh, how life in an instant can change for us, can it? In a very second, what you thought you had certainly known becomes unknown real quick. Much like what we've faced this past week, especially those in Southwest Florida, our heart just goes out to. And more than ever, they need community to step in and be the hands and feet of Jesus. More than ever, you and I in our life need to step into one another's life and do this thing together for God's glory and our good. But I was faced with a real situation and was given word that I had 34% chance of survival over the next several years. Now, when you're hit with something like that, suddenly things get real interesting. Oftentimes, when we hope our faith will rise, fear has a way of creeping in, doesn't it? When we hope that uh, we're as strong as we thought we were in Jesus, suddenly we find that we're broken, we're frail, we're weak. And what do you do and who do you turn to when you're scared, when, when you're up against it, when you're facing crisis? And what does that look like this morning? Well, I can speak from experience and tell you that it looks like those in your life that you're doing community with gathering together around you. They, they, they fight with you and they fight with God for you and on your behalf. You see, my family was so blessed at that time and still are to this day because we're doing life together in community with people who are about seeking Jesus. And, and we were so blessed because men from my small group and, and women from Becky's group immediately, I mean, as soon as they got word and heard the news of what we were up against, they immediately stepped in and embraced us when they heard the news. And it, it, it looks like our brothers and sisters in Christ coming together offering up healing prayers on our behalf. That's what it looks like. But even further, it, it looks like them taking care of our children, which is what they did when I was going to doctor appointment after doctor appointment, PET scan, CAT scans, uh, talking about the next diagnosis and how beyond surgery I would have to face uh, chemo and radiation. And it looks like in those moments, our brothers and sisters helping pick up our kids and getting them where they needed to be. 
It looks like and was them staying with them even in our home when I went to surgery and them showing up at the hospital to pray with my wife, to love and care for her during that uh, surgery. And then on the other side of it, it looked like them hanging in the waiting room and letting her know that she didn't have to go it alone. They were there for us when we had no strength to carry on. Can I tell you, there are people today who have no strength to carry on and we need to be there for them. Are you with me this morning? And in these moments, Jesus wants to shine and he wants to shine in and through us. And they refused to let us go in that season of my life and do it alone. And they showed up big, just like I know God wants Church of Hope to show up big here in Ocala and in Southwest Florida and around the world. And see, it looks like them refusing to not let us go it alone. And God miraculously healed me from my cancer. Praise his mighty name. And from that, though, I know that all of those who were the church, who we were doing life together with, all were also a part of that miracle in our life because we were doing life together. Can I tell you this morning, that's what it looks like. And in Acts chapter 2, if you'll go there, we're going to jump right in as we finish this series up this week. In Acts chapter 2, going back to the passage from last week and catching the verses beyond it, it says in verse 44 through 47, all the believers were together and had everything in common. But catch it now, verse 45, they took action. It says, they sold property and possessions to give, somebody say give, to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Verse 47, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And catch it now, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. If you're taking notes this morning online or here at our gathering, I want to encourage you to do that. You're much more likely to remember what the Lord speaks to you through his word. And doing life together in community, first of all, this morning looks like a sharing community, a sharing community. Look back in verses uh, 44 through 46 there as we look at some key parts of the, the passage. It says, jumping into verse 45, actually, it says they sold property and possessions to give to anyone. There it is a sharing community. They give, they serve, they resource one another. In verse uh, 46, uh, not only did they give to those in need, but we see they met together. This was an ongoing thing and pattern of life. They met together in the temple courts, but also they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Now, when we look at these verses, they connected and cared for one another as a sharing community. And what did they share? They shared their homes, they shared their time, they shared their life, their resources, they shared their spiritual understanding and where they were as a new believer or older believer or uh, many of them here in the first church, man, they were just excited to grow together and share their knowledge and understanding of Christ Jesus. Can I tell you this morning, church is not a place where you go, church is who you are. And understand this morning, there's a whole lot of people who go to church, but if ever we need to be the church, it's now. We don't want to just go to church. We want to be those people who are the church everywhere they go. Are you with me this morning? We have the opportunity to change those people's lives around us as we are the church, and that's what a sharing community does. And now looking back at verse 46, check it out. It says, 
every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts. Now, I want you to catch this. There's the temple courts, and then they talk about being in their homes. It's an and also here. It's a big deal that you are here today. You made it here. This is the larger gathering. We could equate it there to their time in the temple courts um, in the larger gathering. Understand, that's the time where you're under teaching. You're, you're, it's very listening-oriented, where you're getting motivation. You're getting instruction. You're getting guidance from those that God has placed in your life to, to share and guide you in the word of God, which is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And, and in the larger gathering there, whether it was in their day, Peter or Paul, here in our day, PMC, myself, others who are sharing each week, you know, it's being under that and very listening oriented. But it wasn't just in the temple courts. Check the next part. It says, but also they were continued gathering in their homes. In other words, in their community, they were doing life together. That's the smaller group gathering. This is very participation-oriented. The key, though, when you jump in uh, in verse 44, I love it. It says that all the believers were together and had everything in common. Man, they were coming together, every single one of them. Can I tell you, you can be connected with others, but the choice is yours. But don't miss out on what God's doing because you're remaining isolated in life. Get in the game with what God is doing. We have an opportunity to bless so many people and be all that Christ wants us to be and literally change the world as we know it with that people we influence in our life. And that's what God is calling us to. All the believers were together. They had everything in common. It says every day they met together. Now, I know you're thinking, well, man, I don't know that I can get together every day. Listen, this isn't a guilt trip. This isn't a like you slacker, like if you're not in church every single day. No, no, no. Understand what I want you to catch here and what is understood here in this passage. The goal here is to meet together and do life together with your brothers and sisters more frequently than infrequently. Are you with me this morning? That, that's what it's talking about here. So before you, you know, had a panic attack about what? I got to be in church every day to really be a Christ. No, no, no. You understand, though, you are about making the patterns of your life with people who are a sharing community, with people who are showing up big to do what God's called them to do. Where do you experience community this morning? Think about it. That's the place God wants you to grow. I mean, think about the people you influence in your home, in your school, at your kids' school, at work, church, the gym, on the golf course, right? At your local markets, in the neighborhood, or even on your social networks. These are all people God has given you to do this life together and be a sharing community. And as Christ followers, as a sharing community, understand this morning, it's not about being consumers. It's about being servants for the Lord. It's not about just being spectators, but participate in God's work in one another's lives. This morning, we're going to show up and we're going to show out. We're going to show up this week. We're going to show out next week until the Lord continues his work for those who have been impacted by Ian. If you're with me this morning, let me see those hands. Understand it's time for us to be the church, not just be an attender of the church. First Peter 4, 8 through 10 says, above all, love each other deeply. Because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality, there it is, to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received, here it is, to serve others. You're not saved to sit, you're saved to serve. God has given every single one of us a spiritual gift as a Christ follower. Now it's just about engaging it and acting it out for God's glory and the good of you and others. That's what God calls us to here. What is a sharing community and what does it look like? Well, you need to be thinking that it looks like strengthening and encouraging and holding one another accountable in life. You need to be thinking it's about sacrifice 
It's about sacrificing your time, your finance, your resources so that others can be blessed. It looks like us coming together in our small groups and determining the serve projects in our local community that we need to be a part of. It's not just a 3G one and done for the year. No, no, no. 3G is to continue a movement every single part of the year throughout the year, serving our community in a great way through your small group. Understand it looks oftentimes like benevolence for those in your small group that are struggling or up against it. It looks like caring during crisis with unexpected health challenges or as we're going through now, natural disaster. It looks like grief care for those in your small group who are going through it and they don't need to be alone because you're there with them and can pray with them when they get that word from the doctor like I did and so many showed up big. It's about stepping in on their behalf to pray for them and lift them up and stay connected and contact them and let them know they're not going alone. It looks like a marriage and relationship care where you don't have to be a counselor to let someone know how you made it through your marriage. <laughs> you don't have to be, you know, someone with a, a degree in order to say, hey, this helped us. Maybe it'll help you. That's what it looks like. Are you with me this morning? We make it so complex. God just wants you to love him and love people and get after it. That's what he's calling us to. That's what a sharing community looks like this morning. As a small group community, you care for one another in your group. And hopefully, as soon as word came of Ian, you began to reach out to those in your small group. And hopefully, you began to say, you know what? I'm going to call them. I'm going to lend a helping hand for many of you. I know you got together and got sandbags and, and put those around people's houses. That's awesome. That's what it looks like. You, you called those in your small group and said, hey, are your loved ones close by? If not, you can come to my place. Hey, it was leaning in saying, I'm going to pray for you. We got this no matter what. Hey, do you have that generator? Do you have that water? Do you have those groceries? That's what it looks like. And this morning, that's what a sharing community is all about. Partner as a small group and a team to identify neighbors and those now after the storm in your community that you can serve, that you can love, that you can minister to. As we spent time this morning focusing on first responders and others, guess what? God's calling you to respond. He's calling you to step out in faith and to love and minister to others. And as a group, as a small group, you should be identifying how you can give, serve, or resource those devastated from Ian, here in Ocala and surrounding areas, and especially in Southwest Florida. We don't want to forget, as we see again there on the screen, we can partner with Better Together. This is a tangible way, as Emily said, for us to be the hands and feet of Jesus, you know, and make sure that you're stepping in and saying, you know what, I'm going to get those uh, things and provide the need. You know, listen, we come every week in need of God's grace, don't we? Well, guess what? This week you need to be the need. You need to say, I'm stepping in, because if I know where I'm at in need, I'm going to be that need for someone else. And these are tangible ways that we can do that with an incredible mission partner with Better Together, who would right there in the area where these people's hearts and lives and homes are broken, and they need us. Show up, Church of Hope. Let's show out and be the church this week that God is calling us to. 2 Corinthians 8, 14 through 15 says, at the present time, here it is, your plenty will supply what they need so that in turn, their plenty will supply what you need. The goal is equality, verse 15, as it is written, the one who gathered much did not have too much, and the one who gathered little did not have too little. This morning, can I tell you, doing life together in community looks like, first of all, this morning, a sharing community. But secondly, I want you to get this, a joyful community. As we move back in our passage in verse 46 through 47, it says there, every day, 
they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together. Catch it now. Here it is. With glad and sincere hearts. First part of verse 47, praising God and enjoying favor of all the people. I don't know about you, but I got some things to be glad about this morning. I got some things to be thankful for this morning. Is anybody else with me here, right? Praise God. In verses 46 through 47, the joy of the Lord was their strength. They were a joyful community. And, and when people see the joy that we have, they want it. It's contagious. And that's what we need to be. As Christ followers, we know that if there's anything good that we have in life, it's from Jesus. And we need to give him the glory that is rightfully due him. It brings great joy, too, knowing this morning that you're not alone. It brings great joy knowing that you have people in a joyful community who will rejoice in the Lord together with you. And, and, and you know that you are valued and you know that you do belong. That's why we gather together. And as a joyful community, we have got to be those who are thanking and praising the Lord for his grace, for his goodness, for his protection this morning that we have from Ian as well as all the storms of life. This won't be the last storm. There's more coming. But whether you can control the atmosphere around you or not as far as what happens in the environment, by way of hurricane or those types of storms, do you know you can get prepared spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and in every way for the storms that are coming your way? Because it's not if, but when. But this morning, you do it with joy. James chapter 1, we don't have time to look at it this morning, but it says consider it joy when you face trials. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's completely opposite the world. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Understand, they were a joyful community, and we should celebrate joyfully together when God shows up big like he did this week here in Ocala. But guess what? He showed up big for us so we can show up big for them in southwest Florida. Understand, that's how it works. We are still together in this. Colossians 3 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Verse 15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. There is that joyful attitude. Philippians 2, 1 through 2, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united, the apostle Paul was saying here, being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, here it is, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, and being one in spirit and of one mind. When the world is looking how to do life, they ought to see a sharing community as a church. They ought to see a joyful community. But lastly this morning, catch it, don't miss it, they should see an attractive community. You know, when you and I are doing life Jesus' way, the world scratches their head and goes, I'm missing out on something. And this morning, look back at verse 47 at what it says. It says, praising God and enjoying, here it is, the favor of all people. Now, that's an attractive community right there. A favor of all people. Not only that, and the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. Anybody want to see the Lord add daily those who are being saved? Anybody want to see God continue the miraculous works? He started way back in Acts chapter 2. That's still good for you and I in 2022. Listen, when we are an attractive church, listen, people are looking for a place to be loved. 
People are looking for a place to belong. People are looking for a place not only to love, but be loved. And guess what? When we are the church that God has called us to be, it is attractive to those who are searching for love in all the wrong places. Because I'm telling you, it is the deal that they are looking. So having an attractive Jesus-centered community will open the door for us to partner with people to discover in Christ we have hope. Because when they see it in us, they'll find what they've been looking for. Are you with me this morning? That's what I'm talking about. And understand that, as one pastor I heard put it, it says, our withness will enhance our witness. People are watching us as believers. And we say we've got the greatest love of all. They need to see it in our life. And it will draw them in. It'll create a hunger for others who are watching us. The question, though, then becomes, are we as Christ followers showing the world the best way to do life together. Think about that for a moment this morning. I want to challenge our thinking as Christ followers. You know, the moment that you gave your life to Christ Jesus, yes, it was very personal, most personal moment, very private in many regards. But can I tell you from that day forward, Christ doesn't want us being secret agents anymore. <laughs> he doesn't want us to be under the radar. Matter of fact, he wants to blow away past the radar. He wants people to see the love of Jesus. He wants people to see the hope. He wants people to see the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, the faithfulness, the gentleness, the self-control, all those fruit loops of the Spirit. Come on, somebody. He want, the world should see in us Jesus they should see it and want it. Acts 1.8, the Lord tells us, don't hide it. He says, go out into all the world and, and, and give it to everyone, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. In other words, Ocala, Southwest Florida, and all over the globe for God's glory. You see, people are looking for a place to feel they belong, valued, and loved. And that fulfillment is found in doing life together in community as designed by God. Hope Love and unity is exactly what a lost and dying world is looking for. And can I tell you this morning, they need to discover it in Christ, but catch it. They need to see it in us. It's ultimately Christ who saves. Don't, make, don't get me wrong. But guess what? He uses people like you and me who have been changed and transformed to draw many men unto himself. That's a good God, but it's a big responsibility. See, they were a sharing community. They were a joyful community. John 13, 35 tells us by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Matthew 5, 16 brings it home for us this morning. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. We need to ask ourselves personally this morning, does the on-looking world see me doing a life with others in such a way that they want what I have? And am I personally inviting them to step into my community and tribe? By way of action this week, for we need to start with some simple steps. For many today, this week, it, it's going to be number one this morning, step into community this week. Step into community this week by getting in or starting a small group. It's as simple as filling out the connect cards you got right there at your seat, dropping off at Hope Connections, or text the word on the screen, uh, or text to, to the number on the screen that you see, and just simply indicate, I'm all about small groups. I want to be in small groups. I want to know more. We're going to train you. We're going to resource you. We're going to get you set up. We're going to connect with you on that. 
and, and get plugged in to doing community by getting in or starting a group. But not only that, secondly, pray for the same power that the early church experienced in their lives doing life together. Can I tell you, as we started out today in an extended time of prayer and praise, listen, prayer changes things. God says, call unto me, I'll answer you, I'll show you great and mighty things. Prayer is power, and we need to pray for that same sharing community, joyful community, and, and, and pray that God will show up and will be an attractive community to the world through our small groups. But then lastly this morning, invite someone else to join you on this journey and into your group. Will you do that this week? Think about who has the Lord laid on your heart from your home, from your school, your kid's school, from, from, from uh, your gym, from the local uh, neighborhood, your market. Hey, now is the time to invite others in to do this life together. This morning, we know that in times of crisis, we need each other more than ever. I need you, you need me, and we need each other. The greatest decision, though, that any of us can ever make in life to step into the best community of all is to give our life to Jesus Christ. So maybe you're here this morning, you say, I haven't done that, but I know today I want to nail that down and know that I can be as sure of heaven as if I'm already there because of God and his grace in my life. Well, right now in this moment, will you just open your heart to the Lord? and step into Jesus' community by simply open your heart to God. We call it prayer, but it's just talking to the Lord from your heart to him and say something to him like this. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were buried and rose again, coming back to life, conquering that sin and that death on my behalf so that I might have eternal life. So right now, Lord Jesus, the best way I know how, I'm asking you to forgive my sins, come into my life, be my Lord and Savior right now. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. And then just say something simple like this. Now, Lord Jesus, give me the strength to live for you, no matter what others do around me, for your glory and my good. If that was your heart's prayer this morning, the word of the Lord says that all of heaven rejoices and celebrates, praise the Lord, with you in the greatest decision you can ever make in life. And also today, if that was your decision, you can simply text the word today uh, to the number on the screen there. We want to connect with you and follow up with you and be able to continue to do this faith journey together. But know this morning, let's be a sharing community. Let's be a joyful community. And let's be a community that's attractive to the world so when they see what we have, they want into. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for your goodness, your love, and most of all, salvation. God, bless us as we go from here today, Lord. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be those who don't just sit back and watch, but Lord, we get in and we participate in all that you are doing here in Ocala and the surrounding areas in Southwest Florida with Better Together. Lord, we may, may, may we partner together with them for others to discover that in Christ we have hope. And now more than ever, Lord, we know they need hope in Jesus. Lord, help us to go to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to meet them where they are so you can take them ultimately where they need to be with you forever. Lord, we thank you. We love you. Thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for your protection over us. Now, Lord, may we go with a hungry heart to serve and love others for your glory and our good, we pray. And together, all God's people say, Hey, you guys, have a great week. Let's get after it this week for the Lord. Peace.